The child is now hearing things, he's looking at things. He's barely a few years old, less than a one, two years old also. And now as a babysitter, he's being put in front of the shaitan box. So now what he's seeing is what's going to impact on him. Oh, now that device, the child is a little bit irritable, a little bit crabby. So now to entertain him, he's pushing some device in his hand. Whatever the harms of that technology are on the physical self, on the mental self, that's a separate issue. That is all being recorded and being highlighted that that device on a child has the same effect like cocaine. That continuous exposure to that device has the same this is now all the scientific things that will keep coming out. But our primary concern is the impact on the spiritual self of that child. All these things are also important. That harms, physical harms, mental harms, emotional harms. That's also impacting and that's also a problem, big problem. But the biggest problem is the harm that is coming to the spiritual side, or the spiritual self of that child. Now he's growing up already. Now he was being entertained by these all these kind of things. And Allah forbid, those so-called innocent cartoons are not innocent. To start off with, those cartoons are a problem, whatever it might be. But then nothing is innocent. It's all got an agenda. It's an agenda behind all these things. And the very people that are in this whole game, somebody from there would come out and make some statements. Years ago, somebody made a, some scientist, he studied all this, and he says the messages that come out of it. Some things like some cartoons. says the message that comes out from it. Some very popular cartoon. That to be rude is cute. That's the message. To be rude is cute. From the whole story, that's the sum total. That's what gets left in the heart of that child. That if I want to be cute, I must be rude. This is that mentality. One person wanted to become famous. Famous meaning... Now everybody must talk about him. So now he couldn't get it done any other way. This was an actual incident that happened centuries ago. He now went and urinated in, he tried to urinate in the Zamzam well. Obviously this became a major, everybody is now talking about this. He got very happy about it, that everybody was talking about me. What he was punished was punished after that. But now the stupidity of it. So, the same mentality now is being built in that child. You want to be cute, you want to be accepted, you want to be gaining everybody's attention. Now the way to go about it is to be rude. So you have what they call nowadays an attitude. So now you'll be somebody. Everybody will look up to you now. You are the, you are the person. All this is coming out of that, what the child is watching, what the child is listening to. All this is impacting on the heart. So this is, in this one ayat, we get this message. Very, very clear message. That the hearing and the sight and the heart. Allah Ta'ala says, all oh, this will be questioned about on the day of Qiyamah. But the heart and these two organs only mentioned here, the link. The sight and the hearing directly, in, these are the super highways to the heart. Direct. No, nothing, no obstacles in the way. What a person sees, in an instant, it's imprinted on his heart. What he's listening to, it's imprinted on his heart. And people, alhamdulillah, Allah ta'ala's fazal, time comes and sometimes a person realizes 
that he slipped up somewhere, went into some issues. So the person makes sincere toba, he gives up all this evil and sins and vices and whatever else. But then the person, sometimes years have passed. Years have passed without getting involved in those vices again. The person says, I'm still struggling. That still comes to mind so strongly that sometimes I'm going into sajda, but I can still hear that same thing blasting in my ears which I was listening to. And sometimes I can still see those same pictures in my mind which I was watching. Now this is the heart. The direct imprint on the heart. So one is the hearing and the sight. Then in another ayat Allah Ta'ala speaks about the tongue. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu now the hearing and the sight, this impacts on the heart. This brings things into the heart. And the tongue expresses what is in the heart. These are things that are filling the heart. And the tongue is dishing out. Now the person is watching, he's watching all kind of vulgarity. He's listening to all kind of vulgarity listening to all kinds of evil talk, all kinds of obscenities. So now when the time comes to dish out, the spoon is going to dish out what is in the pot. Now the heart is being filled with these things all the time. What is being looked at, what is being heard. So now the tongue, al-lisan on wanul insan. It's going to dish out, this is what expresses what's in the heart. Now, when all these things are there, then that's how a person speaks. That's how he expresses himself. Those are the choice of words that he uses. That's the manner of expression that he uses. And then this tongue is, instead of being used, it's abused. This is a very, very, like in this one ayat, Allah Ta'ala mentions the hearing, the sight. In this ayat, Allah Ta'ala mentions the tongue. The tongue is also an extremely sensitive organ, very sensitive. Sensitive in every way, physically also. Something the hand might touch it might not get burnt. But put it on the tongue, the tongue might get burnt. The hand might be able to tolerate it, but not the tongue. Very sensitive. And in that one moment, in that one second, split second, it can taste so many different tastes. It can tell you whether it is sweet or sour or bitter or whatever it is. A whole laboratory Allah Ta'ala has placed on this tongue. Sometimes, if something has to be tested externally, that is it sweet or is it, what is it, you'll have to go through so many processes before there's a result. Allah knows best how long they'll take also. So many processes and so much time required to bring a result of what is the position? What, what is this all about? And the tongue in one instant gives the whole result. The whole laboratory Allah Ta'ala placed in the tongue. If Allah Ta'ala is giving us this dawat, don't you ponder over yourself. Recognize Allah Ta'ala through yourself. Through pondering over yourself. What Allah Ta'ala has given us? What great ni'mats, what great bounties. These bounties are now to be used in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. To be used in the way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased. So among the very important things is how this tongue is used.
And unfortunately, that saying is very true. That saying is very true that a person slips more by his tongue than by his feet. Very often this happens. Person, Allah Ta'ala protects us from that too. But many a person walks for the whole year, he didn't slip one time. But he barely can walk a few minutes without slipping by, by his tongue. The whole year he didn't slip by his feet, Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala keep it off yet. But we haven't walked sometimes for a few minutes also without slipping with our tongue. And as a result, we create difficulties for ourselves, we create difficulties for others, we make things miserable for ourselves, we make things miserable for others. Therefore, there's so much of emphasis on this tongue. If you look into the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, what importance they gave to the control of the tongue and to straightening this tongue in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhallatheena amanu attaqullah wa qulu qawlan sadida. We hear this ayat every time there's a nikah being performed. One of the ayat that are most known to be recited at the time of nikah is this ayat. That the manner of using the tongue is being highlighted. Because now in this nikah, this is going to become one of the biggest issues. That how is this tongue going to be used? That will contribute greatly towards the peace or it will contribute towards the entire turmoil that will come. So now at that khutbah of nikah already, this is highlighted. That listen now, you're going into a journey in life. Just as a person going in a long journey now is going to check his vehicle properly. If that flight is going to take off, there will be extensive checks before that gets the green light to now take off. Won't just be able to just now, just pilot comes in, sits in the seat and now take off. No, there's a numerous checks. Everything must be in order. Certain critical things must all be in place. Likewise, the person now is going on a long journey by his car. He's going to take it for a service and make sure certain critical things are all in order. He's going to check the ties up, he's going to check the brakes, check whatever else. So likewise, he's going on this journey of nikah. Lifelong journey. And this lifelong journey, one of the most important critical things in this whole journey is how this tongue is going to be used. Either this will keep things rolling smoothly, it can topple it. So now he's being reminded in that khutbah of nikah, Ya ayyuhalladheena amaru taqullah, O you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala. First, this lesson of taqwa, because everything, including the use of the tongue, will happen correctly only if there is taqwa. To the extent of taqwa, that is what will control and govern the use of the tongue also. The taqwa will govern and control the use of the eyes, the ears, the heart, and it will control the tongue also. And the taqwa is missing, then the tongue is it's without any reins. Now it's a wild horse, and there's no reins, because it hasn't been trained yet. A wild horse, which hasn't been trained now, it's a wild horse, and there's no reins on it, and the rider is riding it. Where the rider is going to finish off? So now first the reins of taqwa, then in time will get trained. So first the reins of taqwa. And speak that which is straight. Which is straight, which leads straight to the path of Jannah. 
which leads straight to the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, which is straight in terms of what is being said, is true, is correct, is not something hurtful, is not something that humiliates and degrades somebody, not somebody, something that's mocking and harming someone in some way, something that's straight. Sometimes, what is being said is correct, but it's being said in a way that is totally incorrect. So the correct thing being said is one thing, mashallah, that's very good. But it's being said in a way that's totally incorrect. Sometimes something has to be corrected, something has to be addressed, has to be rectified. How does a person go about it? So now, there is that, well, I need to do something, so I just do it anyhow. I need to say something, I just blurt anything. 